Hey, this is Micah Sublet, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circuit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circuit. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Um, we are here with another interview for you guys today. I've got uh, Mike Derrick from Sublet um, on, the, on the line here, calling, uh, calling all the way in, I believe, from California. And uh, so it's going to be uh, a lively discussion, a lot of fun. I've uh, been grooving to uh, Sublet's music uh, all morning. Uh, this is uh, uh, n- another uh, really just grooving, trippy, drippy, tuneful music. That I don't know. You'd have to be dead not to like it. I just, I just think it's so cool. So I'm really excited to talk. Uh, it's Mike, Mike Derrick from uh, Sublet down on the line here. But uh, first, before we get into all that, I'd just like to... Uh, Thank my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, TPLMag.com. It's Pittsburgh's first internet, uh, radio, TV, online community magazine, and business directory. Uh, there's a lot of great content on there, audio and video, created by um, doctors and lawyers and business people and uh, uh, people in, of, uh, uh, with expertise in a lot of different fields. So uh, it's, a lot, uh, it's a great place to get a lot of really cool information. Uh, you can even start your own magazine page there and publish uh, your own content. That's uh, kind of like what we're doing there. Um, it's a great place to be seen and heard by a million unique visitors each month. So it's a pretty cool outlet. You want to check it out. That is Pittsburgh, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, TPLMag.com. Uh, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Our website is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, pretty simple. You can follow uh, along with that. Um, if you go on, uh, you can get access to not only the podcast, but uh, we uh, do blogs related to all the episodes with write-ups and links to all the artists' stuff. So if you really like somebody, it's a great way to get some more information on uh, what they have going on. That is Ludini, rockandrollcircus.com. Uh, Sublet is the brainchild of Mike Derrick, recently unleashing the ch- uh, charming records of Still, Sublet entices with a mystical and thought-provoking sound that is laced with swirling instrumentation, perfectly crafted vocals. The indie alt-pop outfit is about to take 2017 head-on with its insightful musical vision. Mike, Mike Derek, welcome to the Ludini Rational Circus. How are you? I'm well, Lou. Thank you so much for having me. Um, where are you calling? Are you calling from California? That's what it says up yeah. on the screen. I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got cell phones nowadays, and, you know, they're from it to be from anywhere. What, what, part, of, what part of California? Uh, I currently live in Long Beach, California. Okay. Uh, nice. Nice. Um, so, Mike, uh, tell us um, – I want to jump around a little bit. Let's, uh, let's go completely out of order, and let's talk – actually, let's jump in and talk about sublet. What is sublet? Is and who's all involved, and how did it get started? And tell us about Sublet. Wow. <clears throat> Let's see. How do I start? Well, Sublet is effectively just a uh, project that I created, so it's just me, really. Uh, I bring people in as needed. Uh, in this case, with, with the album The Still, I had a very dear friend of mine, contribute uh, drums, and then um, we talked a little bit about the keyboard part on another track. Uh, that was another friend of mine. Um, but So I use who I need, when I need, but for the most part, the songs are um, written, recorded, produced, all the instrumentation, you know, the arrangements and all of that is, is done by me. 
Why? Um, and, and this is just a question because, like, I've actually interviewed several people now that have it's just them, but they they give it a band name. Um, yeah. So, so what what is the uh, thought behind that? What is the reasoning behind well, that? I think the I think the genesis of a band name for me comes from the desire to remain in what I like to refer to as the background. Um, also, if if I decide to morph into something else or, you know, it, it's kind of, it's, it's an easier move to change into, you know, another name that's not yours. If I, if I stick with my name as a project, then it's almost like you're indelibly connected to that, you know, now and forever. So I could jettison the name Sublet at any moment and start a new band and, you know, it, it's like it never existed and I don't have to attach myself to it in any way, shape or form, so to speak. And I, I value that, I guess. Um, I'm noncommittal in that way. And I also <laughs> kind of like keep, keep, keep the separation, if you will, from what is my personalization of certain things, um, um, including the music, for example, and, uh, and what people, what people view as, you know, the exterior, you know, that's, I guess how the long answer to it. And I think also if it gives you a chance, to like say at some point, you know, you want to go off and do, I don't know, I'm just pulling out of the air. You want to go do like an alt country mm. uh, record. You could call that something else and nobody has to go like, yeah. you know, oh, wow, Mike really changed his sound, you know, or exactly. you can just say that's, that's just another smart idea. That makes sense. That's basically it. I just do not want to attach myself in any way, shape or form to it any one thing so that, you know, I can't be pigeonholed if you were, if it were, if it were ever, if it ever were to come to that. I'm comfortable being um, um, uh, malleable, flexible, um, invisible in some way, shape or form. Again, I'm like in a personal, in a personal way, but you know, I really like, um, you know, people like the persona that David Bowie, for example, would create. I mean, one day he's, you know, Ziggy Stardust, and, you know, the next day he's somewhere else, and change your hair color and put some makeup on, and I don't know, I, I like that flexibility in my life. Yeah, of course. Um, what is, so tell us a little bit about, like, let's go and take a little step back now. Where, what, when did you get bit by the music bug? Like, when did it go, like, man, this is, yeah, yeah, this is me, this is what I want to do, I want to play music, I love writing songs, I'm, I'm into mm. this. How did that get started for you? Well, getting bit by the bug, I think, started uh, in my like early childhood, both my parents were incredibly influential. Uh, they were both, they are both musicians. And, and so that's when it kind of bit me, although it worked its way into my bloodstream in a roundabout way. Um, there's a historical kind of connection to um, music in my family. My father was a jazz musician from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I understand my grant, my, grandmother on my mother's side, she came to California from Oklahoma. She was, I believe, a, what they refer to as an Okie. And uh, she came here to pursue a career in a show business as well as a, you know, as a, as a dancer. So I know that it's just that life force was a really strong component for me at an early age. And my parents, although they didn't try to force my hand to do anything musically, they, it was just a very profound, uh, direct influence by osmosis. So um, that's when it started, but it, through the years, it would develop into different forms. And uh, at 
9-11, we, my friend and I would, you know, we would um, enter talent shows and we were bold enough to perform original music, you know. So um, that was, I think, a, a, again, a part of the transformation of, like, wanting to do it seriously, being bitten at, at, at certain times. Uh, I was in, you know, and, uh, as, an, as an adolescent, I was involved in, um, music in the school marching band. I was that nerd kid. And, and I um, then, as an adult, fostered a, um, a career in, in music as a professional musician with another band. I always wanted to be involved in music in some capacity. I always viewed myself as someone behind the curtain. I love production. I think I have what appears to be control issues. So I like to you know, I feel like I understand the way music should sound, and a lot of people will call on me to help them with the um, orchestration arrangement, song smithing, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And I really value that collaborative effort, collaborative uh, sense of, you know, musicianship uh, in a production sense, live music. Uh, I play multi, many different instruments, um, and I'm open to a lot of, you know, the newness of it um, and the familiarity. Um, it's just it's been it's just been in in, you know, like my life for from day one. Really, I mean, can't really say it any better. It wasn't until <laughs> the last few years that I decided that I wanted to be involved as a person out. For the most part, I was always a side person and being in the background. And, you know, this album was really a first step forward saying, okay, here I am. Even though, again, I'm still hiding behind this moniker, as, you, as you've mentioned. Um, so, um, yeah, it totally makes sense. You know, and, um, and when you have that kind of background with people, are, you know, that can kind of like, whether they push you or not, it, it sort of gives you the sort of permission, psychological permission to kind of be free creatively. Um, and uh, wouldn't you say? I, I think so. And there was a lot of uh, validation that I, it's almost like I put my toe in the water a few years ago and, and then, you know, I just kind of pushed it out to people that I respect uh, to mm-hmm. see what their reaction would be. And it was actually startling and overwhelming. I was humbled by the generosity of their compliments. And um, mm. it, I think it allowed me really to get more um, serious about, about my craft. I, I was kind of in a somewhat of a tailspin at that point. Um, I was going yeah. through some personal crisis at, the, at that time. And I think it's now indicative in the, you know, the music itself, the messaging and what, you know, or universal kind of themes, you know, people going through this, that, and the other, letting go of certain things, coming to terms, you know, like a bunch of reality checks. So um, it was helpful because it was cathartic. Um, it got me through some rough times, and it was hopefully, you know, um, an opportunity to share um, the stories that, because who doesn't love a good story, um, with other people who are going through similar things. You know, I mean, what better gift than to, you know, give the gift of ourselves and, and share that personal experience. Yeah. And I try not to, I say this a lot, I try not to personalize things, but I also, you know, try to be a very empathetic um, listener. And so yeah. in in the writing process, I, I also, you know, go through that reminder of 
it's not about me. Let the song speak through you. You're, we're just the vehicles, the channels of that. So yeah, ho- hopefully it works. You know, we'll see how people respond to it. But um, well, um, well, well, speaking of how it works, we're going to go ahead and let everybody hear how it works. Right. Um, we're going to hear the fruit of your labors here. Um, this is a track um, off of the still, which is um, Sublet's latest uh, release. And um, I'm going to go ahead and play this. But we were t- talking about before we started the podcast, you know, which one, which one we wanted to play. So we decided on the other side. So guys, sit back and, and check this out. This is the other side by Sublet on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
okay, Mike, tell us about this song. Like, what's first of all, you have this great instrumentation, and you're able to blend together the the the, the sounds to really create the, this beautiful atmosphere. But what is what's going on lyrically? I, I mean, I know you're like this is part of the you're sort of balancing the personal with the sort of universal ideas. But tell us a little bit about the song. Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for that compliment. That's huge. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of time uh, in that uh, balancing act. It's like I stand in the, in the threshold of, of being really critical and allowing whatever the music is saying to just be. And, and I guess, you know, uh, again, it's a real kind of simple to understand theme and just trying to, I, someone once said, and I use this term now, I can't, I can't claim this, but I, I've been using it a lot because I do a lot of open mics and I usually start by saying, uh, hi, you know, I'm Mike from Sublet and I'm going to be playing a song for you. I recognize and realize, you know, you might want to be talking during this or, you know, doing other things. I just want to remind you that I will be interrupting you. And so I say that because I, I'm really giving, I'm singing, you know, the, really the top of, of my, you know, vocal threshold, um, both in intensity, volume. And so, you know, it's really, um, like I, I was going to mention, this is a, uh, a twisted love song. So um, understandable uh, messages and heartfelt, really just putting my heart out on my sleeve. I'm, I used to have big issues with doing that, and now it's like, well, it's, again, it's just a process of of uh, of acceptance and understanding. You know, at the time, I was really looking for a sense of redemption. I was, as I mentioned, going through some intense times in my life, and I guess that sometimes you have to go through that purging in order to really get to the the meat of of, of what you're you're trying to, you know, what what you're trying to say and um you know i just i let the i let the song be my um therapist so um i hope that answers your question i just i wouldn't just i just we're just trying to get some perspective on like your feelings about the music and where so so there's no like really there's no real answer it's just you know kind of like we just want to get a little deeper Basically, the, the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I guess I wish I, I wish I had something, you know, more juicy to say other than I was, you know, it was kind of like this, almost like time in my life that there was a lot going on, and the making of the record in itself lasted for the better part of last year. I mean, it took that long. Um, that those four songs are really just the first four tracks of a 12 song uh, recording session. And about this time last year, um, I was really going through it, you know, emotionally. And there's a lot of uh, circumstances that had come up that really kind of were eye opening and maybe kind of like I had to kind of sit up and go, okay, what are you doing with yourself and what's going on in your life? And these, these songs, the first four were, uh, I think just the most poignant, the most direct and, um, I used the rest of the spring, summer, um, and into the fall to kind of like, you know, like really refine it. So getting into the production of, of and, and the final release of, of the still 
as a group collective, you know, collection of, of um, I don't know, it's like thought processes, you know, stream of uh, consciousness, right. you know, it's yeah. hard to really point out exactly what was, you know, what, what the, the details of what was going on, but it all made sense for me, you know, I mean, I, we've all had love loss and we've all had, you know, things taken away and we've all had to come to terms with things and, you know, like there's everything from life and death, you know, all, everything, um, yeah. it, it was kind of happening to me at once. So I was just like, at that point, bring it on. Okay, great. Take it. And, <laughs> and it was through the, through the process of recording and, and, um, and writing that um, allowed me to really make sense of everything and learn to come to that point of acceptance and, and growth. So I'm definitely a, um, in a much better place in every way, shape, or form. And, Music therapy. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Songwriting I mean, therapy, what, yeah. What better, what better way? Right. Uh, so, so what is the, you mentioned that you, you, uh, you know, the open stages and stuff. So what's the sublet live experience? At this point, it's, um, it's just me. I'm playing acoustic guitar for the most part. Um, you know, like kind of like nouveau kumbaya. I don't know. Just making stuff up <laughs> as I play. But uh, I, I definitely like the idea of shock value. You know what? You walk into an unfamiliar situation, and, and it, it's enough to kind of like scare the bejesus out of you because you know you're you're in an environment that's unfamiliar. You, you, nobody knows you. You don't know them. And it, and when I first started, when I released the record, I knew at that point I hadn't. I spent so much time in the studio that I had isolated myself from the public. And at one point, I'm like, well, I gotta get out into the world. So what better way to do it? And I'm kind of like a, you know, catch as catch can. I don't really plan so much in advance. And um, I just decided I wanted to get out there and do it before I started thinking too much about it. So I, you know, went to the LA Weekly or whatever it was, you know, paper and went and found the closest uh, open mic. And I went right that night and I started doing it. Sure I, I made promise to myself. <laughs> yeah. I showed up and it was the worst experience ever. It was at a coffee house where obviously people did not want me there, didn't know that there was going to be an open mic. I felt like I was interrupting people studying for their midterm. So I um, kind of apologized for myself at that point, but I also said, you know, at the same, it, you know, internally I said, okay, Mike, you need to do this and get through it and then move on, go on to the next one. So I made a promise to take that entire week and go to a different location every night until, you know, until I learned how to kind of like learning how to surf or learning how to sail. You know, yeah. Just get familiar with the territory. That, that's actually like really good advice. Mm. I, <laughs> like, recommend, you know, I recommend it. Yeah. yeah, yeah throw yourself, really, in, yeah. <laughs> just throw yourself, yourself out it. there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, like fire. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, uh, um, when, I don't know how old you are, but like I was of the generation where you know this is common that like how'd you learn how to swim? Well, my dad threw me in the pool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. You know, and then that was just all well, okay. You know, you're gonna totally. go sink or you're gonna swim. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I kind of I I feel more comfortable now in that you know state of heightened awareness. You know, it's just enough of an edge to 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 allow me to pay more attention to the moment. You know, and I think there's some there's some poignancy and significance in staying present minded and 
if it hurts a little bit, that's okay. It's something, you know, to pay attention to because everything is, is impermanent and temporary. So I'd rather not complain about my situation. It's kind of like when you read music, you don't want to, you know, like apologize for the note that you got wrong while you're in process, while you're in the moment, because then you're going to miss the next note. Right. So yeah. You're, const- yeah, you're constantly, go. it's, yeah, it's like a calisthetic and it's also, um, it's the coordination and I try to incorporate that in my day-to-day life so yeah. that I don't, you know, and even if I do trip over something, you know, you kind of forgive yourself at that moment and go, okay, I wasn't paying attention. Instead of going, I'm so stupid, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I don't believe in accidents. Well, one of the, well, what, if you read a lot of books on, um, on success and stuff like that, one of the things they tell you is one of the best things you can do is have a short memory. <laughs> Good to know. I, no, I feel like, like okay, I yeah. have Forget that. I don't even remember that. We're on to the next thing. Uh, speaking yeah. of going on to the next thing, let's let's talk because we're running out. We're running short on time here. So let's talk mm-hmm. about um, what the next six twelve six to twelve months looks like for you, and right. then let's plug all your stuff online so okay, people great. can find you on the internet. Well, I mean, the short answer is I don't know. I'm comfortable <laughs> saying that the universe will tell me, and I'm just better in that space than saying I'm planning this and I'm going to do that. I, I mean, I'm optimistic. I'll, I guess I'll say it that way. But um, putting a band together, I just need, you know, uh, a rhythm section and I'm comfortable with that. I just don't want to spend too much time trying to, you know, get the perfect band. Um, I definitely, like I said, have control issues and I, I've been in that environment before which just turns into a um, almost like a dysfunctional family and you know, uh, I, it's yeah. almost like I see, I'll, yeah. I'll do. I'll go it alone. I'll go it alone. So, whatever happens, I'm comfortable with. But um, certainly promoting the record in any way, shape, or form, getting out into people's faces, um, these kinds of things like what we're doing here, I'm wide open. Um, and then I've got, uh, you know, more music that I still need to finish. I that I left to. Um, you know, to finish later because I wanted to focus just on an EP. Originally, I was going to put out an entire album, and somebody that I that I trust uh, in the industry of their opinion, they said better to do an EP than to put out you know a whole album. Um, and that from that perspective, I got three more EPs that I can I can release. So um, I understand the importance of being consistent, and that's what I'm committed to do. Excellent. So, um, so, so since you have an uh, ever shifting sort of like situation, we need to be mm-hmm. able to follow along. So, right. what's the best way that people can find out what you have going on? Yeah, I am certainly a moving target in that regard. But there are some, there are some um, places that you can refer to on a regular basis. Um, obviously, all the socials are are wide open. I've got a website. Um, it's just subletmusic.com. Matter of fact, if you just Type in sublet music is one word, and you're going to see all of all of the pertinent you know pages come up. The everything mm-hmm. from the the Facebooks, the Instagrams, uh, Twitters, um, SoundClouds, all of that stuff. I try to make it like easy one stop shopping. Um, the website is a great portal for that. So I guess I would start there if people were interested or so inclined. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, Mike, thanks so much for taking some time uh, today to talk with us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, and- it was all my pleasure. It was my pleasure entirely. I really, really enjoyed uh, the space. Thank you for allowing me to uh, share.
And um, I, I think that you maybe you didn't realize it, but I think you kind of gave some really good advice in there. Um, and I, I hope that because I got a lot of musicians that listen, uh, so I hope that mm. they'll pick up on some of the some of the things that you went through and can really learn some uh, good things. That idea of just throwing yourself out there is right. uh, very powerful. And uh, sometimes I think people tend to over think over plan over anticipate to the point right. where they sort of get para- analysis paralysis you know should I do yes yeah. they do it that way I'm going to get it right uh you know I said no yeah. just go do it just, yeah. just go just I, jump in I like, to, I like it'll be fine I like to call it surrendering and acceptance it's a beautiful thing yeah. and I hope I hope it does empower some of your listeners and uh, we you know we're all in this together that's, that's the thing to remember Excellent. Um, uh, Mike, uh, thank you so much. Can you hang on for a minute? We need to do a little bit of business after we wrap up. You got a minute? You got it. Thanks, Luke. All right. Okay, no problem. Guys, you've been listening to uh, my interview with Mike Derrick, uh, a.k.a. Sublet, Mike of Sublet. Um, the one more time, that is just go to subletmusic.com. And you can find all the cool stuff there. There's uh, You can listen to some of the music. There's links to all the uh, uh, social stuff there and everything. You want to check it out. Uh, very talented singer-songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist. Uh, really does create like beautiful uh, soundscapes, and um, I'm enjoying it, and I know you guys like it too. Uh, you've been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com, and I'd like to give you one more shout-out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com. Uh, go help, go check them out, and you know, patronize them as well because they make this all. They make a lot of this possible. The fact that uh, we are getting the listeners that we are getting is because uh, they are not afraid of putting out uh, independent music uh, that corporate media just doesn't seem to have much interest in these days. So uh, patronize them and anything they have going on. pplmag.com. Uh, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Like I said, it is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, subletmusic.com is uh, the website where you can hear um, all the uh, goodies there that uh, Mike Derrick and company have put together for you. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi. Uh, guys, um, there's nothing left to say except I will see you on the next podcast.